The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know. Everybody and welcome back to the more you know sports podcast. Thank you once again, as always, for joining us. It is April 12th. The Cardinals are sitting atop the National League Central with a two and one record. But if you spent any time at all on Twitter, you would think it was September 15th and the Cardinals were 15 games out of first place. Today, I obviously, as always, I am joined by my co-host and partner in crime from a dorm room in Champaign, Illinois, Caleb Noble. Caleb, how are you doing? Good. I got the Blue Jays-Yankees game on right as we speak, so I'm multitasking here, kind of. I want to see how this goes. My boy Alec Manoa is on the bump. Yes, yes. uh, Resident member of the Bandits fantasy team, so let's go Alex Manoa. Alec, if he's on your... If he's going to be on your team, just make sure you know his name is Alec. Oh, did I say Alex? Well, now we're going to call him Alex from now on. Hey, so, member of my um, fantasy team, Joey Gallo, just got a single off him. So Hey, well, before we get to the Cardinals, poor Joey Gallo. He's like leading the uh, the lead, the world in hard-hit balls, it seems like, and it's nothing to show for it. I would feel bad for him if he would change his approach. He's so He's so pull-heavy. And he refuses to change that he just hits the ball right into the defense every time. I, I get I get it, but that poor guy, he has like absolutely been destroying the ball and has nothing to show for it. You wanna be fair, he's a forty home run left handed power hitter playing in Yankee Stadium. I'm sure he'll get some hits he doesn't deserve this year. Over the yeah. Place. Um evidently since that stat cast started tracking, there have been hundred and thirty two balls hit between hundred and twelve and hundred and thirteen miles per hour. At a launch angle of 21 to 23 degrees, 121 of those 131 were home runs. Last night, Gallo lined up to right field at 112 and a half with a launch angle of 22 degrees. (laughs) I don't know what you have to do there. How? In Yankee Stadium? That's weird. I would be so pissed. Yeah, he'll be fine. He'll hit his 40 home runs, about 195 or something, and... Be the have weirdest a, player in baseball. Have a 380 on base percentage. Yeah, he just yeah. he makes no sense. Uh, so let's get to the Cardinals first. Um, again, as I mentioned in our open, lost yesterday to the Pirates, and you would think that the season is over and everything that could as bad like Mo is terrible. We don't have any pitching. We can't. We didn't. We can't hit. We didn't keep scoring. It's a. It's hey, I understand it, and I've been there before. But it's one. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. It's a Sunday day game, third day game in a row in April. Like, what do you – I mean, I get we should have won the game. The thing that frustrates me is they get – the first inning, they were just rolling. No one goes yard. And the second inning, it's first and third. Goldie grounds out hard to a double play. And then it just – the whole thing changed. But come to find out today, Matt's had a blister yep. on his finger and kind of finished pitches. And generally, I would say, fine, then tell the coach – and if you start pitching poorly, take him out. But after Michaelis gave us no length on Saturday, yeah, Saturday, I, I don't begrudge him for wanting to not, you know, bring the game to the bullpen for seven innings again. So and also, it's just it's, one of those weird games. It's his first outing as a Cardinal in front of the Bush Stadium crowd. He looked, he looked great through the first Throwing hard. Innings. Throwing and in hard. the third inning, the ball started getting up on him a little bit. And it seemed like the Pirates changed their approach and started swinging early in the count. And, you know, it just kind of spiraled out of control. It did kind of feel like once he gave the Grand Slam up, I know they got Woodford up, and then they, they sent him out again 
the next inning and it didn't go well. Seems like Skip gave him a little bit too much rope, but I'm not blaming Skip Schumacher. I mean, that's it's one of those games that happens. I do not expect Steven Matz to go out and give us two and two-thirds innings every night he pitches. So I didn't have a problem with him going back out. Um, the problem the problem I had is not having a hit from the second inning to the seventh inning. Correct. That can't happen against the Pirates. And when you go – Bryce Wilson's a young guy. Yeah, I believe the Braves traded him for Richard Rodriguez last year. He's really young. You rattled him in the first two innings, and then it, I don't understand how the offense goes completely cold. But like I said, it's a Sunday afternoon game in April. I'm not yeah. impressed about it. Yeah, and the Cardinals have what started with four day games. Why in the world are we playing the Royals in a day game tomorrow? They have another day game tomorrow. Isn't, don't they have one tomorrow? Was I wrong on that? Okay. They had one. They were supposed to have one today, which why I made it four straight. They start off the season with four. I forgot about the rain out. I was yeah. gonna say there's no way they were gonna have five straight, but they do have one on Wednesday, which will probably get rained out as well. Well, let's kick it off. Let's kick it off a little bit here. Uh, Obviously, Caleb and I were at opening day with about it seemed like a hundred thousand of our closest friends. (laughs) It was it was awesome. Caleb's first opening day. I went back and I tried to do the math. Um, Obviously, I started high school coaching high school baseball in 1998, and so I don't. I think my last year going to opening day was 1997. One of the coldest days of my life. Willie McGee hits the walk off home run. Uh, They win one to nothing against the Montreal Expos. It sounds like a horrible game. So talk about your first. I, it was awesome. Um, the atmosphere around it, I um, around the city, there was just a buzz in the city that hasn't been there since 2019. And even then, I'm not sure if 2019 had the same feel as this one. Obviously, Albert being back, Yachty's last year. Don't know about Wainwright. It just, it just seemed like the team, after that 17-game winning streak last year and then bringing in Albert, it just brought a buzz to the city. And then the Blues were playing later that night against. Um, no, they weren't. That was the next day. But yeah, it, it, was, it just seems yeah. like the it seems like the city was. I don't know. It was electric for the first time in a long time. Yeah, the uh, ballpark village. We went to ballpark village pregame. That place was, I mean, electric. Like you said, I, I saw Jim Edmonds. I heard Jim Edmonds talking about how even it seemed like when he played, he thought the the crowd on Thursday was the loudest he'd ever heard at Bush Stadium. It was the loudest. I've ever heard. I've never gone to a playoff game, but actually, that's not true. When Tyler hit that home run against the Padres last year, that's the loudest I've ever heard it. <laughs> but um, that like for when Tyler hit that home run on opening day a couple days ago, that's when the loudest I've ever heard Bush Stadium in my life. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. Ty, uh, Tyler's home run, uh, Tommy's home run. Uh, unfortunately, we left right before Nolan's home run, but it was it was rainy, it was cold. We had great seats, fourth row, right field bleachers. Got to see everybody come in, watch the Clydesdales come in. Everybody that rode on their trucks went right in front of us. Uh, it was an awesome day, a day to remember for sure. Yeah, we heard the fireworks from Nolan's home run at least. We did. We did. And also, <laughs> um, if you haven't watched it yet, before the Cardinal introductions, they did John Hamm, the narration. If you haven't seen it, it's on Twitter. It's actually on our Twitter page. Uh, it is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I, I, I posted it again today. I think I've watched it five times, and I get chills every single time. The tribute to Albert and Yachty and Wayno with John Hamm, incredible. And then just to see the smiling faces of the new guys who have never experienced a St. Louis opening day. And I know it it makes it always pisses other towns off when, when St. Louis talks about this, but we're not the ones talking about it. It's the players who have come here from other organizations or who are here and leave that talk about opening day in St. Louis is unlike any other. And you and I got to watch some of the – when we got home and then even Friday – some of the uh, ceremonies from around the league. There is 
there is nothing like Bush Stadium. No, the only atmosphere that I saw that rivaled it was Toronto was awesome. Um, Tor- hold they- on. Toronto was awesome, but they come running out of a tunnel. Instead no, of I'm not saying the cars. opening day festivities. Yeah, I'm saying the atmosphere of the cool. stadium was awesome. Yeah. Um, I've never heard a lot because you have the umpires on the mic now. Yes. And I've never heard a louder cheer yeah. for a safe call in my life. That but yeah, I mean, no one rivals. No one rivals it unless we're missing something. I mean, it no 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 one rivals the Bush Stadium opening day in my San opinion. Francisco's is pretty awesome. I mean, and, and I'm sure like others. I'm not super familiar with what every team does. I just know from listening to players, former players, current players, St. Louis does it top notch. They do it first class. It's player centered and it is awesome. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And just to see the like you said, the smiles on the players' faces when they're coming around, it's it's a really cool environment. And you can tell they're just having a blast and it's it's I'm, a lot of fun. I'm one hundred percent convinced that Lars goes to bed sleeping. He wakes up with the same smile on his face. It never goes away. He chugs about five uh, Red Bulls in the morning and is just full bore the rest of the day. So earlier this year when we were saying we could trade him with I think that guy has a more important role than you think on this team. Yeah. He got Nolan, uh, uh, what is this, Nolan's ninth year, tenth year in the league to go to, um, what's that place called? Oh, the hidden. Uh, the yeah. hitting place. I forgot what it was called. Yeah, I don't but know. He, like, has, I think he has a bigger impact on the clubhouse than probably most second-year players that aren't really superstars in the league have. And, yeah, he. I mean, he looked awesome. And the thing that I thought was cool was I've, I love that we still celebrate Big Mac. Even yeah. outside of the, the steroid accusations and all that stuff. And he's not being celebrated in the Hall of Fame. We know that. But he has his red jacket on, and he's taking pictures with Lars. He's riding around. And he gets a huge celebra- a huge round of applause. I just think that's cool. Absolutely, yeah. It's always cool to see the Red Jackets come out. Uh, obviously, Izzy and Vince and Ozzy and um, Joe Torre this year. Joe Torre and uh, Ted Simmons and Bruce Suter and, like you said, Big Mac and Jimmy Edmonds and all those guys. And then, obviously, at the end, you have Willie, who just like it seemed like every year. It's Willie, the, the ovation for Willie. Oh, it's very cool to see Tom Hurr there also this year. Yeah. Was that John was Tudor there? Him in a red jacket. Well, John, I think John Tudor was there too. John Tudor, correct. Yep. I yeah, it was cool. Out, but yeah. You would think um, Willie McGee would be like an all-time great um, Hall of Fame first ballot guy, <laughs> the way he gets applauded in St. Louis, but it's pretty cool. It's yeah. cool he's on the coaching staff too. Yes, yes. And the best thing about Will, Willie, for those of you who don't know, if I've probably talked about it on here quite a bit. He is my all-time favorite Cardinal. He, I think he will always be my all-time favorite Cardinal. 1982, that that run, that World Series, is the first time I really remember a lot about watching baseball. And, you know, the Brewers World Series, the catches he made, he wins Rookie of the Year. Uh, he hits the home runs in the World Series. Like, it, since then, Willie McGee has been my guy. And, you know, to, to always see that. And nobody wants less of an ovation than Willie McGee. He wants zero attention. And I got a signed bobblehead gnome thing. You, you did? Of course you did. You always have to throw that in there. Um, <laughs> hey, some bright spots. Let's talk about some bright spots because, if you, hey, all you got to do is go on Twitter, like I said, to find any negativity. And right now, man, I, I am I, I'm pumped about this team. I love the energy I saw on Thursday. Look, anybody who believes in Nigel can have been tweeting it all week since they won their first two, that they're going to go 162-0. and 0. It's never happened. Not ever going to happen. Unfortunately, you did lose to the Pirates. You didn't play well on Sunday, which we already talked about. But, my God, no, Nolan is on fire right now. On a tear. 
And uh, let's go. Let's start. Let's go game by game here a little bit, sure. and just so we can kind of get some structure in here. But game one, I mean, the story of the night. Tyler was great. Goldie was great. Nolan was great, obviously. But Adam Wainwright coming out, forty, almost forty-one years old, six inning shutout with no walks. Like he just did it again. Yeah. Like, are we yeah. surprised? But I, I don't think he's going anywhere, Dad. I think he's going to just be this pitcher still. I don't see any regression in him. I don't know why I should believe anything other than the fact that he's going to be great still. I don't really care about the number on his birth certificate. Like, he, if he was 25 years old, like, we would be saying this guy's incredible. And not speaking expecting anything of numbers, less. Speaking of numbers, we didn't see that number go above 89 on the miles per hour gun all day. And he was just locating like he does. He's look again. He's Maddox. He's not Greg Maddox. He's Maddox Light, but he he just seems to get better. And with all the with all the pomp and circumstance of the opening day and everything else, I I mean you had to worry. You know, not only is he fired up, but just everything going on maybe throws you out of your routine a little bit. Obviously, we saw um, one of the biggest bitches in baseball, Garrett Cole, complain about four minute intro from the Yankees. There, nothing faces Wayno. He just came out and dominated. And again, people will say, well, it was Pittsburgh Pirates. You can say that if that's what you want to say. But this is what Adam Wainwright has done for the last two and a half years. And I mean, I, like you said, I don't see any reason to see it stop. No, I don't have any delusions that he's going to regress. If he does, then he does. And then I'll start talking about it. But until he stops being the ace of this team, which he is, I love Jack. But right now, Adam Wainwright's the ace of this team. Until he stops doing that, I'm just going to treat him as the ace of the team. I don't see right. any reason not to. Yeah. And obviously, okay, so you want to get into Dylan Carlson has looked great. Yes, he has. Really say, good. Going, yep. When we go down this batting order, I mean, a lot of guys have looked really good. But Carlson well, has led all three games at the hit. Really quickly in the fact that you and I have been, among others who have been on the show, Mike Odar has been on that train. A lot of us have been pumping. Man, we'd love to see Carlson in the leadoff spot. He just looks a natural up there. He looks comfortable. His swing looks good. Again, guys, we, we understand. We're talking three games. We understand it's a 54th of the season. We get that. But it's nice to see him come out in the leadoff spot. Uh, I mean, right now, my God, what's, he's hitting 400 in the leadoff spot. He has, that's what I was saying. He has, he's let off all three games with a hit, two of them with doubles. I mean, what else do you want from the guy? Right. I, I, I've gone to a place where if he's going to be that guy, perfect, be that guy in front of Goldie. And if he can, I don't need him to hit for power. I mean, no. I think he can hit for 20. Again, I mean, he hits his homers in spurts, as we've seen last year. If he can get 15 to 20, and I want to see him hit as close to 300 as possible. That's yeah. what I want from Dylan Carlson this year. Agreed. And I want an OBP probably north of 360. And if we can get that from Dylan Carlson in front of Goldie and the bopper is in the middle of the order, I, I think it's going to be a lot of first inning runs like we saw last year when we were going well. Yep. Um, I mean, Tyler, of Goldie. Tyler coming out with five RBIs in game one. Which yeah. He hasn't been great the last two games, only an RBI throughout. A lot of balls hard. But he is, that's what I was getting ready to say. He has hit a lot of balls hard. It's the, like the Joey Gallo factor. Yeah, except for he's not striking out every other. Yeah. But um, Tyler looks – I think Tyler looks really good. He looks comfortable. He doesn't look like last year was a fluke. He looks like the same guy. And he's going to be a guy that you're – There's he's going to take swings where you're like, what the hell just happened? He just looked like a T-ball player. But then he's going to take swings where he looked lost for the first two pitches, and then he corks one four fifty. He's like Goldie. Remember last year we were talking about him at the at a game we went to. We we're like he just looks horrible for two swings every at bat, and then he just smokes one. 
So for me, I mean, him, Goldie, I'm Tyler's almost in that same level as Wainwright. Until he starts declining back to where he was in 2019, I'm just going to let him go. Because I think he's I think he's the real deal. All right. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And, hey, also, uh, let's we don't, if you want to talk about an Apo Taco, Pauly D's Apo Taco was great to see. Yeah, that was that was huge for him. That was, I saw um, Jeff Jones tweeted that that was the farthest to right field home run he's ever hit in his life, and right. in his big league career. Which is, and then um, yesterday, one of the positives you could take away from a shitty game, um, he hit, he got a single the other way as well. So yeah, he looks he looks better than he's looked in a long time. Still can't hit high fastballs to save his life, and I don't know why people don't just throw that every pitch. He can't hit it. He, I don't, I don't understand why he didn't adjust to that at all because he like legitimately just swings under it. He doesn't even like foul it off. But other than that, he's looked pretty good. His defense is solid. I don't know what to expect from him. I'm still to be in fair, the dark. To be fair, the offense has looked really, really good with the exception. Yachty just looks like you could tell that he was a week and a half late to spring training. Like Yachty looks horrible. His timing looks off. He looks late on everything. I think we're going to see Kisner. I, I mean, they said they want to play him at least 40 to 50 games. I think you're going to get to see that. Uh, the DH spot, obviously only one hit so far from the DH spot. But again, guys, again, we're talking about three, three days. What does concern me, and I've said this all along, is that they get nervous about that five hole and they move DC to the five slot and move Tommy to the leadoff spot, which I don't hate, but Carlson just leave him in the leadoff spot and let the kid play. They're not gonna do that, especially if Nolan continues to tear it up like he is right now. Like yeah, if Nolan I, I starts getting walked every at bat, then fine. But with Maybe Goldie and Tyler getting on base and then Tommy hitting three thirty three, you gotta like that. Yeah, I'm not really gonna focus on the batting averages right now. But um Harrison Bay He's looked pretty good, I think. I mean, he has two doubles, I think. I believe he has two doubles. He's he looks good, Tommy. Tommy? He only has two. Okay, well, that's not the small. That's not that much, like a low Again, amount. We're talking, we understand we're talking a small sample size. <laughs> but, like I said, one bad game Sunday, not not a bad start. Let's let's get into the pitching a little bit. Um, everybody knew. I mean, Moa's hinted at it. Gersh has hinted at it. Uh, that that the depth of pitching was going to be tested, especially early on here in the season. Our bullpen, Sands yesterday, a couple bad pitches has looked has also looked good the first two games, especially Miles Michaelis. I I've always said it since year one; he's been a concern for me. the The extension concerns me. His everything concerns me. We talked about Matt's a little bit yesterday. What 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 are your thoughts on the pitching? Um, obviously we talked about Wayno. He was great. The bullpen first two games was 14 scoreless, I believe. They didn't give uh-huh. up a run. So that's obviously great to see. I mean, you can't really expect anything more from a bullpen than that. Um, Palante yesterday, the guy that I've been looking at, gave up a run in one inning, but he looked good. A lot of uh, The Pirates got a lot of weak hits this weekend. That's what I'll say. They, they did, did not hit very correct. many balls hard. Michael Chavis smoked that home run. And okay. Brian Hayes hit a couple balls really hard. But other than that, it was really just a lot of dink and donks in front of our outfielders. So it's not like – I mean, Matt's gave up four, uh, five runs, I believe, he ended with. And I get that. That's not great. And what Matt's three gave up seven. innings of work. He gave up seven. Matt's gave up seven, yes. Okay, that's really bad. Yeah. But a lot of them weren't hit very hard. Like, they were – like, even when he was leaving balls up, and when you do that, they're going to – balls are going to start finding holes. It's just how it works. But um, I didn't like Matt's the way he looked. The first two innings, he looked really good. So if it was just a blitz, blister, hopefully that he could take, ter- take care of that before the Milwaukee series because he can't have a blow-up start against them. And I thought I thought Michaels looked good. I didn't think he looked bad at all. 
he got very unlucky. They just weren't putting balls in play because they're so bad that they were just barely tipping everything. And they didn't hit anything hard off him, I didn't think. He just had a weird start. I mean, Dan Vogelbach had an infield single to lead off the game. Like, <laughs> I, I don't – like, he didn't look bad this at all to me. It's hilarious that Dan Vogelbach is leading off for the Pittsburgh Pirates. I know. I don't even understand what – like, they have Brian Hayes and Brian Reynolds in the leading off Vogelbach. <laughs> I don't understand it. But, um, yeah, like, that, it, that was that kind of day for him. He didn't look bad. I thought his stuff looked good. I just think he got one of those unlucky outings that you see from a guy that's not a strikeout. Ryan Helsley looked good. He looks great. He 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 might end up being the closer in the year. Um, I don't know. Gio's really good, but yeah, I, I really I really like our bullpen. I'm gonna be yeah, honest. I do too. I I think it's but really solid. As always, the concern has to be we have to have Mats and Michaels. And again, it's one start, but they have to go five innings every night, like that at least. You you can't to be fair. Mats if they were on normal, if Michaels was on a normal pitching routine, he would have gone five. Yeah. Like he was on a seventy-eight pitch pitch limit. Yeah, that's true. I mean, given up what one run and two three innings at like seven and uh, three innings at seventy pitches, he would have gone five. I think yeah, he gave up two earned runs. That's true. That's true. So yeah, get him back. Obviously, the off day today because of the rain out. We got uh, Hudson going tomorrow, and then Wayno going on Wednesday. The only the only downside to that is that Wayno doesn't get to pitch in Milwaukee. But you know what? Hey, have him go. I really don't like that. Huh. I really don't like that they didn't just push the rotation back. Yeah, they put Hicks as the piggyback tomorrow for whatever. And he are pitching in relief tomorrow with, with Hudson. So I do have a feeling that Wednesday game is not going to happen. So I think you might see Wainwright pitching game one against Milwaukee. Okay. All right. Well, that'll be good. So, But I, don't, I just don't – I don't get – like you have a day game against Kansas City. I think their, their thought process might be they're going into a four-gamer against Milwaukee and if Hicks is going to be an opener for his first couple starts – Probably don't want to make your bullpen throw seven innings before going into a four-game set against Milwaukee. So from that aspect, I kind of understand it. Uh, shout out to Nolan, NL Player of the Week. <laughs> Three games in, but hey, that's fantastic. That's a nice win. Alex Bregman, the AL Player of the Week as well. So uh, nice to see them. Also, why did you not tell me that Springer just went bridge? Another I was going to, but you were talking. Do what? destroyed it. I was going to, but you were talking. Oh, I, I audibly gasped when he hit. I audibly gasped when he hit it. I thought you heard me. I, it was I a bomb. I thought, and he did uh, absolutely piss on that ball. So, hey, shout out to but, Yeah, I mean, let's talk about Nolan for a second. Blue, because, huh? George Springer looks good in Toronto blue. I think he just makes every uniform look good. He's a good-looking guy. <laughs> but he is, I'm not lying. He's a good-looking guy. But um, that explains the big poster on your uh, dorm room, in your dorm room. Yeah, my George Springer fat, fat head I have in here. Uh-huh. But um, let's talk about Nolan for a second because I think he deserves a little bit of talk. Absolutely. Six straight at-bats with a hit, four doubles, one home – one no, two homers, three doubles, and a single. What the hell is that? Seven RBIs. You tell me it's 1.788 OPS good? It's all right. I mean, I think if he can do that for a whole season, he might be okay. <laughs> that he He looks great right now. He's staying – you know all those balls he would hit last year – into the Big Mac level foul, those are going into the corner right now, and that's what you need from him. Still can't hit the ball to opposite field to save his life. I like if I I will almost put five ten dollars down right now that he doesn't hit a ball to the fence in right field this year. I don't understand. He's the only superstar I've ever seen that can't. But I don't get why people keep throwing him high fastballs. I don't understand it. Everyone, throw that guy a high fastball. Everyone has to just, write that down. 
And for every time that Nolan hits a ball An bomb. <laughs> to the oppo way, to the fence, or over. That has to be a hit. Uh, has to be tweet a hit. it at us, and Caleb will pay you $10. It has to be a hit. It has to go off the fence. Okay. Uh, 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 an oppo hit or bomb off It's a one-time thing, over though. Over the fence. It's an over-under thing. I'm picking the under. So if it goes over, it doesn't matter how much it goes over, just that it went over. To tweet it to us, and Caleb will, will Venmo you $10. They were t- there was it was to a point last year, Dad, in the middle of the year, Nolan would hit a would smoke a ball to right field that looked like it's going to be a home run. Everybody in the crowd would stand up, and I would just stay sitting there because I knew it wasn't going out. <laughs> but that happened multiple times. It did. I, it I, did. I, it's very weird. But I mean, he looks great. He looks great. He made a weird error yesterday, which very abnormal for him. But it was in a it was a, like a nine to four game at that point in the eighth inning. I think everyone just wanted to go home. But it but he he looks really good. And I'm telling you what, if Nolan is – I mean, he back to prove something this year. He was not happy with his performance last year, which, I mean, 34 home runs and over 100 RBIs, I'd be happy with that. But I, I think he's going to – he might be an MVP conversation this year. I'm not – and I've been saying that since the offseason. He looks great. He looked great in spring training. I, I love what I'm seeing from him. Yeah, I mean, I, again, it, I thought it was interesting too today. Do we know who's pitching tomorrow night for the – for the Royals, do we know that yet? Have they released that? Um, some, yeah, I saw his name earlier. Um, something Thompson. I think it's Zach Thompson. Zach, That's it right. is. Is he a righty or a lefty? Do we know that? A righty. Okay, because I think a lefty is throwing on Wednesday for the for the Royals. I believe is what I saw. Is it Bubich? The, honestly, don't know. I just, I just, I glanced at it on Twitter earlier today, which means obviously Albert will be in the lineup. Uh, I think tomorrow you get Lars. I think you get Kisner in there as well. Um. And if they play on on Wednesday, then you get Wayno back on the bump. You get Yachty back in there. You get Albert back in there. Uh, let's get Lars in there and get him some at-bats. I'm telling you, he's going to go four for four today. So we missed out on that. I, 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 the one, I have one critique, and it's early in the season. But one thing that's bothering me a lot is we have a pretty solid bench. Why have they not used it at all? Well, at all. this is the problem with the universal DH, and this is what your detractors would argue, right, is that there is no – there's no real time. I mean, you're not going to take your three outfielders out. You're not going Corey to take Dickerson looked lost, and he had Lars on the bench. I mean, Corey Dickerson looked absolutely lost yesterday, and you just don't take a chance with well, Lars to come in run. and hit. Not yesterday. Oh, he drove in, in Tuesday, or Saturday. That's right. Yeah, and he didn't. That was yeah. just a seeing eye single that didn't deserve to get to the infield. But he yeah. he looks bad. I my bad. guess is they knew once they got down so big, they knew knew Lars was going to play today. Let Dickerson get a couple more at bats under his belt as a Cardinal. I mean, I'm just guessing. I don't know that. I know, I but did... uh, sorry, go ahead. No, you're right. I didn't hear Ali say anything about it. Or we'll well, see he's not even in. Team. Yeah, yeah, Ali. You know, so did uh, I mean? Is the conspiracy theory in full effect that Mo is already pissed off at Ali and and they've you know they've replacing him with Skip? You know, I've decided on this podcast <laughs> that I might not mention his name again. Who? Just because I don't think anything. I'm not. I'm just told you I'm not mentioning it. Just because I don't think anything can – okay, well, his name, rhymes, his name rhymes with, rhymes with Poe. And oh. I just don't think that anything yeah. positive can ever come out of my mouth about that man. Yeah. So I just think I'm going to stay clear of it because I don't want to burn any bridges. Do you, do you think he might be part of the reptilian society? Okay, so um, how, how mad would you be if Edmundo so if you were Edmundo Sosa right now? Hold on. Can we go back? Is Ali, is Ali still our manager? Do we know that? He's okay. He just got sick. Okay, so there's been a lot of weird fired. sicknesses. There were, there were Mike Trout's sick today, not playing. Yes, I but, saw. I saw. Um, I thought about you. 
I know I'm sad. Seventy-eight dollars down the drain, but um, Edmundo Sosa earned a starting spot. Was a fire starter for the team last year. Hasn't sniffed the field. I'm not sure if he's played catch. Is <laughs> he? Like I don't understand. He wasn't in the I get, today either. I get putting your faith in the Paul and wanting him to be back and being the guy. Because there's no doubt about it. If both guys are playing peak performance, I'm taking Paul Young. Every but, day. But Edmundo Sosa, I mean, he deserves to get some time somewhere, right? Here's what it, can I, here's what I think. If they win that game yesterday, Sosa would have been in the lineup today. That's what I think. I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess but like at least a pinch hit. I don't know, something. But like get him in the game. Get him on the ground. Think, they won know, nine nothing. I don't know. Yeah, and opening day would have been the day, right? Opening day would have been the day to get him in a bat. Maybe they thought really cold, bad weather, uh, not ideal to get him to come off the bat. I, I don't know. Again, I'm just I'm just spitballing potential things that were going through, you know, their mind. Or I I don't know. And again, it's three games. That's not. I get it, but I'm just saying for Edmundo Sosa, I like you. You go from starting the um, wild card game to having a pretty re- like a really good spring. He looked really good to like now he's just he did nothing wrong and he's just not playing. Well like I, I mean, as a player would go in and say trade me please. Well okay but here's the thing. Hold hold on. Here's the thing. He is the backup shortstop. He's not a starter. But so, he earned the starting spot last year he was the starter. Okay and we, and they went into and they made it very clear that it was Paul I'm not arguing that. I'm saying if I were him right now I would be very, very upset. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, I understand what you're saying. But that man had a half of a season of a good career. What leg does he have to stand on to go into the he who shall not be named office and demand a trade? That's not what I said. I said that's what I – I said it. I mean, I would be – would you not be pissed off if you you went out there, you played your ass off, which he did, hurt multiple times, got hit in the face, got hit in the hand. I mean, he played his ass off for this team. Big reason why they won a lot of those July games where they were horrible. And now you're just like thrown to the side for because it's, of a payroll. It's three games, dude. I get it, but I'm saying, would you not be pissed off? No. If you were in Minnesota, you want to be like, what the hell? No, because one, Dion is performing. And two, they, everyone knew. So I, I'm sure that there was a talk ad with him that they're giving him every opportunity. That, and obviously, I believe they should. Like, do you I, believe they should use their bench more in a three-game series? That is, than they again, did? it goes back to the quandary of having the universal DH. That's what I know, and I, I'm not telling you what I would do. I'm not telling you that that nobody cares what what I would do. What I would do, I'm just telling you that that is the reason. I'm I'm simply giving you the reason. So, a question, just spitballing here. I've seen the Yankees do this a bunch this year, so this is why I'm saying this. Yadi comes up in a big-time situation. Let's just say he's still kind of playing like this, okay? Not really hitting at all. Swinging a newspaper, basically, at the plate. Do you consider pinch hitting for him and bringing Kisner in? Okay. Do I? Yes. But the Cardinals' MO has always been that whoever is not catching that day, it's almost like they don't, they're not even at the ballpark, right? So, yeah. And, but, again, this is, this is Ollie. This is new. So I don't know. I, I don't think, obviously, we haven't seen enough of that. But what I can tell you is in my 40 years of watching the St. Louis Cardinals, 40-plus years, that has never been a thing to where, and, unless Whitey did it. And We've I never had a DH. I, I, it doesn't matter. You still, if Kisner, if you pinch hit for Yachty and Kisner goes in, you do not have a backup catcher. 
And I'm just telling you, this organization, for as long as I can remember, has never utilized. And I may, and you could argue, well, they haven't had a really good catcher. Well, we did have Matt Wieters, and we brought him over to hit. We did have A.J. Prusinski. We brought he him over. He off Max Scherzer in one of the biggest games of the year. So I'm just saying, like, that has never been this team's M.O. I'm not saying they won't do it. I'm simply telling you I haven't – I've never seen them do it, at least in the recent history that I can remember. Yeah, so I, I would agree. be shocked and... if Yachty's up in a big spot, even if he's hitting 089 like he is right now or whatever it is, that they would go that they would ever pinch it for Yachty. I, that would yes, that would shock me. The thing that I I really liked about this team coming in was I think Lars and Mundo not only are really good bench bats just because I think they're really good players. I think they are fire starters for this team just in general. The amount of energy those two guys brought down the stretch last year, I would just like to see. Obviously, these three games. Who knows where it's going to go from here. I would just like to see those guys get some run and maybe rest some guys a little bit more. You know what well, I mean? Well, I do think that that is going to be one of the big challenges for Ollie this year um, is how do you how do you utilize it? But I think that's always a challenge. The, the, in my opinion, the GOAT was Tony La Russa back in the day. And then, obviously, when you got in a pennant race, he was going with his nine guys for the most part. You know what I mean? But he yeah. would get those guys at bats all throughout a week he'd get him a start here he'd get him an event and it drove people crazy it drove i I probably drove me crazy but then when you got down the stretch those guys had a lot of in-game experience and there's a lot to be said for that now i think that is i think that is the point that you bring up is a very good one and a very valid one i think it's going to be a big challenge for ollie with the dh uh how do you get these guys how do you keep them fresh how do you also not say oh you're one for eight which we've seen in the past with guys like Colton Wong and Randall Gritchick and Tommy Pham, and you don't bury them on the bench. Do you know? I, I think I think this is going to be a, a very interesting uh, season to watch how Ali does manipulate that roster and how he does get guys playing time and how he does get guys at bats and how he does keep. I mean, I think one of the hardest things to do, and and you brought this up with with Sosa. I think one of the hardest things to do at the at at any level coaching baseball, but especially I can only imagine the pressure of a of a major league coach is keeping your guys not just fresh but happy yep you know yeah i mean managing egos is a big thing that's why you got to have guys that know their roles and i do think Edmundo sosa is very much that guy i don't think he's a me guy he would not he would not be like i would be in that situation i don't think because i would be very upset but um i just would like to see ollie's mo going into no matter i don't care i mean there's 162 games a win is a win. You need it's as important now as it is in October, early October. I, I want agree. to see him maximize at bats. Yeah, but if you yeah, have a matchup that's better for you, and to get a run in that situation, I want to see him take it and not be afraid of where that if that makes Yadi upset or not. That's and what I, think, I want to see. Honestly, right now you're only looking at two guys. I mean, the way Paulie's swinging it. I mean, maybe three. Like you've got the DH spot where you have some flexibility where you could, if you need to, mix and match matchups there. But other than that, you've only got catcher and shortstop, and Paulie D is swinging it. And like I said, at the catcher position, that's just never been a thing the Cardinals have done. And I, I'm not saying other teams do it. I honestly don't pay enough attention to what all the other teams do with their catchers on their bench. But also, and you and I have talked about this, catcher around the league right now is such a weak-hitting position. There's a few yeah. guys you can point out, but when you can name them on one hand and maybe another finger or two, it, it's just tough. So you almost take whatever offense you can get. Uh, from your catcher and, and and rely on defense. And obviously we saw Yachty throw a guy out stealing on opening day. Yeah, there's a reason why Buster Posey and JT Riamuto are so valuable. We're, well, Posey's Absolutely. gone now, well, but you know what I mean. 
Yeah, yeah well, so there's a reason why those guys and Yasmani Grandal are so valuable in the game. Yeah, there's not many of them in there. We could sit here and name them, and there'd be five to seven of them at the most. Yeah. At the most. Yes. And then, and then there's – I mean, those are the rare guys, too, that we just named. They play great defense, too. And right. there, there are guys that – and I'd rather have a good defense that saves me runs, more runs – because catchers can save you more runs than they can bring you, to be honest. Yep. And yeah. if Yachty sticks to that mentality, fine. Uh, I love him in the seven hole. I'm glad they put him there. Throw a little bit here soon. They were talking about. He said he's been doing everything but throwing off a mount. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's already throwing. Um, I, I was excited to watch Hicks maybe pitch on on Wednesday. Looks like obviously, like we talked about earlier, that's probably not that's not going to happen. I wonder if he gets to start in Milwaukee. He's That'll starting in Sunday in Milwaukee. They said. We we'll do well. I'm sorry. He'll be starting on Sunday in Milwaukee. Okay, so I'm intrigued to see how that goes. I'm, what, what what do you think with Jack? You think May? You think that middle May? I think. What is it, April 11th? Um, I think yeah. he will be throwing off a mound by the 20th, and I'm going to say he'll probably be rehabbing until mid-May. That's my prediction. Okay. That's, hey, that's fine. And I'm okay. 100% okay with that. We have a light schedule right now. Walk yeah. is going to be tough, but other than that. Now, we don't have a lot of off days. I think I saw, what do we play, 21, 22 games in 23 days? So, um, Well, the rain's trying to help us a little bit. It is. It is. I'm excited. I'll, I'll tell you what. I have said this all, all offseason, and I'm going to stick to it until he proves me wrong. I am super stoked to watch Dakota Hudson pitch tomorrow because I think he's gonna be great. I, I'm saying I, I just think that he is going. I've I've said to you and you and I've had these conversations. I've had these conversations with buddies of mine. I don't care what the numbers one through five say in April. I do not care where you are. I think if Dak stays healthy, knock on wood, and he pitches like I believe he's going to, we make the playoffs. He's he's on your top two in my opinion, top two, maybe third at at, at worst. Third. The hope would be we'll third. See. We'll see. The hope would I, be I third. Have a feeling, hold on. I have a feeling Dakota Hudson has a mo- monster year this year for the Cardinals. I'm saying my hope, my hope personally, would be that Jack and Wayne will go game one, too. Because that means those it. two are at peak it. form. And I think those two – I don't know. I mean, Dakota's great. I love I'm a big Dakota fan. Same. And I'll be honest, this rotation, maybe it's not deep right now. Jordan Hicks had become a superstar, and I don't think anybody would be surprised, by the way. Freddie Peralta did it last year. But – um, I think we're in a much better spot than we were at any point last year, even when we were on the 17-game winning streak. I also think we're in a much better spot than people on Twitter. Like, I, I tried – and I had a really They're good stupid, conversation. Though. Had a really good conversation with a guy today who, you know, kind of came at me early, but then changed his mind. Like, all I keep hearing is how they want he who shall remain nameless to go and, and bring in all this pitching depth, depth. And you and I have talked about it. You're not going to just go sign eight starters just in case. They're no, not going to starters are not going to come here on a just in case basis. So this is what you've got right now. And look, Miles Michaels wasn't good. Stephen Matz wasn't good. It was one start. If they Michaels was okay, like, give him some credit. He okay, he fair. he kept, but he won us that game. You're right. Like, he may have he almost lost us it, but he won us it too. But if they are bad, if if one of them or hopefully Matz is better, which I believe he will, because he looked really good in the first two innings, and the blister probably had something to do. I think there's a He's, whole lot of factors. The dude was throwing 95 mile power singers on the left side. He'll be fine. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. So you know, th- but if you get close to the trade deadline and you still have a massive issue, that's when you address it. You can't just go make a trade with all your prospects. To bring in a guy who either you're going to put as a sixth man in your rotation when Jack comes back, or then you're going to move a $17 million guy or or $15 million guy to the bullpen. Cardinals have never done that, and they're not going to start now. And the biggest problem is people don't understand how options work. Now, these these starting pitchers aren't taking minor league deals. No. Which means we have to have them on the big league roster Correct. as long as they're healthy. 
And I don't think these guys are keen on taking phantom injury IL stints. They're not. So, and they're also not going to sign free agent uh, money or like before the season started to be a middle reliever. Like they want starter money and they're going to get it from somebody. And I don't want to pay anyone starter money if they're going to be a no. middle reliever because we have guys that can do that. Up. I just did some research today. Only one guy is making more than $17 million as a reliever that is not a closer. You, only one guy is making more than $10 million. That is, is it David Price? David Price for the Dodgers. And obviously that was not a Dodgers contract. That was a Red Sox contract. No, and they so, just got him because they wanted Mookie. They just took correct. the contract. Off. Absolutely correct. So, you know, you can't point at David Price because that's not that was not a Dodgers contract. So I yeah. discount him. When the Dodgers traded for him, he was a starter. So that you know what? Even well, they signed so him. You want to know what? Oh yeah, you're right. Open. Cardinal fans, they're not going to do that. You got Hudson, you got Wayno, you got Mats, you got Miles. Look, hopefully, I'm hoping Jordan Hicks is great. If he's not, you still have Woodford. You still have. He's going to be good, Dad. He's going to who uh, is pitching down in Memphis. I think Hicks is going to be good. I really do. I hope but, so. I, I mean, I'm on board. I hope so. But if he's I, not, I really would love to see Matthew Libertor at some point during the season on this roster. Yeah, yeah, me too. Even but you know what I think? Which I think he will be. I'm fine with that. He could be electric out of the bullpen. That dude throws Absolutely. hard. But you tell me that guy who throws with his stuff could come in for an inning and just eat people alive? I would love that. Yeah, he could. You know yeah. what's even funnier about that um, one player that's making all that money? Who was screaming that we didn't sign him? <laughs> right. Cardinal fans. Thank God we didn't fucking sign that guy. Because he hasn't been David Price. I don't, I don't even want to count him out of years. A lot of years. It's yeah. a horrible contract. So yeah. I'm almost on the team. Don't sign any free agent pitchers ever. <laughs> right. Right. Like, and let's just make sure that we missed. Okay, we missed on one. Yeah. I, but I, other I, than I him. I love Marcus Stroman. I'm not going to. No, lie. that contract, Dad. I, I know. I, I'm not. Okay, I'm not arguing the contract. I'm saying I would have liked to have had him in our rotation. That's all I'm saying. In a fantasy world where we don't have to pay him as much as he got, then sure. But that's what right. he got. So right. we would have to pay him more. And I'm, I don't want that. And the I same don't. with Gosman, and the same with Robbie. Ray. I would have paid Gosman what he got. He would have been okay. the one guy well, I would have paid. But we'll see. I mean, I could end up looking like a fool for just saying that in two years. I don't know. Again, everybody, write that down. Every time Kevin Gosman gives up more than five runs, tweet at us. Okay, come $10. on. I love. No, I'm not giving anyone ten dollars. <laughs> I love Kevin Gosman, and I don't want him to fail. <laughs> oh, hey, right, my, but I look, think let's all, look at. I played fantasy baseball for thirty some years, almost thirty uh, years. My strategy is, has been, and will always be, I do not pay pitchers. No. Well, that's a little different, but yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, hey. Well, I, I tried that strategy too, Dan. It's not looking too great. I have a five-year array this week. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Okay. Hey, do you want to kind of go around the league a little bit? Before we do that, you want to look at the next series a little bit? Yeah, sure. Let's do that. Let's do that. Kansas City Royals for two games. And, and according to Caleb, Nostradamus Caleb, one game probably. I think one game. But I'm hoping for two because I want to watch baseball. Very um, surprised that they got rained out today. I don't mind it. It's a travel day. They're usually a little bit less inclined to wait around a couple hours to see what's going to happen. So I don't I don't mind it. And also maybe there's a little bit of, oh, our bullpen needs a break. And you, and you so, texted me this morning asking me, and I couldn't give you an answer, and I still don't know because I should have looked it up, but I did not. I think um, we got our answer. I don't know if Pittsburgh has any say in that. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know if knowing that Pittsburgh is a travel day. And they I think MLB to... makes the call. I know that MLB makes the call. I understand that 100%. What I'm saying is I don't know if they take any input or if they look at the fact that it is a travel day. Uh, that's all I'm saying. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I would, they look at all factors, I would say. And I think the fact that it was a travel day 
the fact that it was already a, I mean, we can make up a double header with them. We played them so many times that it was a smart move on their part to just call it and yeah. not to make them wait around and have a to fly out at 8 p.m., 9 p.m. tonight. Yeah, and it also was it 65 degrees today. I mean, it did get yeah. warmer. It did get and it was raining, I think, for a little bit. Yeah, it was great. It, it rained here for a, quite a long time. So, but yeah, anyway, so let's get into KC this weekend. So what do we we need you if we play both games we have to win both right not I mean, have to but it's almost a situation you can't almost it's like it would be bad to accept less right correct Kansas City two and two coming in they split with Cleveland yeah that's a that's a team that's um a little bit they're dangerous like if you take them you don't take them seriously they have a lot of veterans on that team that you're really gonna have to you're really gonna have to take them seriously to get a win i currently currently and again i'm not we're again guys we're talking about four games i fully understand that do not come at me on this but currently the only two guys you can't let beat you right now who are hot coming in are ben attendee and nicky lopez both of them have over a 900 ops everybody else very very bad with their ops but again we're talking about a team that has salvi look i am all on board the bobby witt train and mm-hmm. I have been. He was my pick to win rookie of the year. I know that he struggled out of the gate a little bit. But, again, also, the Guardians, very good pitching. So, you faced a really good rotation with the Guardians. Yeah. That's um, not really- it is. It, Guardians look good. I, yeah. They look good right now. But, yeah, I, I mean, I think you have to go in. You have to try – you have to get some length out of Adam Wainwright on – what, that Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, Wednesday. In the event that the game happens – because you can't go into a four gamer against Milwaukee with a drain bullpen. That can't happen. Right. Even so though Milwaukee's think, dead. Brewers are dead. Okay, well let's not jinx it. But I am very much enjoying the fact that they suck right now. Like uh, they just lost to the Orioles. How that do you offense. get shut out against the Orioles, Dad? I know. I'm convinced terrible. that my varsity baseball team wouldn't get shut out against them. The, the, <laughs> that offense is so bad and I'm so tired of hearing about all the excuses and everything. They're just bad right now. Again. I get it. It's three, four games. No, fuck but, that. They yeah, were bad last I, year. I, I actually really would like to go to the game tomorrow. Uh, I don't. Yeah, go. Bobby Witt's there. I would be I going if I was there. Sorry, I was what? No, no I'd be going if I was there. I feel like Bobby Witt over each other way too often here. Sorry. No, I, both of us. I would love to go tomorrow to watch Bobby Witt Jr. Yeah, that's what I would go. That's what I was saying. I would go if Bob, just to see Bobby Witt. This was his fourth ever game. Yeah. Fifth. Always a fan of yeah. Merrifield too, so you know there's that. Yeah. All right. So you got anything from around the league that is interesting to out to you? Yeah. Yeah. So and then and then we can talk about this, and you can bring a few things. And look, just just some tidbits from the opening weekend. Um, look for those of you who are, are sort of just tuned in to, to the Cardinals, completely understand that and appreciate that. But for Caleb and I, who are tuned in way too much, probably to Major League Baseball, just some tidbits. First of all, from outside the MLB, I wanted to bring this up. Did you see this Sasaki guy in Japan? I did. Okay, so he is like obviously on every – according to the article I read, right? So let's – I am not going to act like I'd heard of this guy. I'm not going to act like I knew who he was or that I've been following his Japanese career. Uh, 20-year-old Roki Sasaki, perfect game last night in Japan with 19 Ks. Hit 102 on the gun. First perfect game in Japan – since May of 94. Well, that's since May of 94. Uh-huh. Isn't that wild? That's, that's the great. I mean, picture the Cardinals need to sign. <laughs> are you slightly surprised that um, Shohei never threw one? 
Yeah, yeah, along with a lot of other guys that are over there, right? Darvish, Darvish, and um, Tanaka. I don't know which yeah, one's playing. Zaki Arabu. Like, there's a lot of guys who come out of that area and that Japanese league. Um, but yeah, night, this guy's this kid's 20, and I guess he's on every MLB, obviously, every, and now he's on even more so. But yeah, perfect game last night. We will get him. He'll be yeah. throwing 94 here. That's what happened with Sangwano. He was supposed to be a flamethrower, and he was throwing like ninety poo or something. <laughs> that is very, that is very possible. So anyway, I, hey, if you ever need your Japanese baseball league coverage, you come to the right spot. Uh, not just don't come to me because I don't pay attention to that. Maybe I should because I think that baseball over there is pretty fun to watch. But I, I'm not in tune with the league over there at all. Uh, shout out to Seth Beer for hitting a walk off home run on National Beer Day. That was so cool, and I mean, and off the Padres too. I mean that that was really cool. It was a bomb too. He knew it right when he hit it. Do you think he knew it was National Beer Day? <laughs> I don't know. He had to have right. He had to have known. Your last Wasn't... name is Beer, right? Like if your last name is Beer, you have to know that that day is National Beer Day. You have to. So, someone had to have made a joke about it to say he's going to do something on National Beer Day. I mean, like it, it had like, to have been a joke at some point. It feels like you get like a, an, an Apple update or something. You know, hey, welcome to National Beer Day, Seth. You know, like you would know that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that was really cool. I, was that his first home run in the major leagues? Or am I right? That's now? a fantastic question that I do not know the answer to. We'll find out in five seconds. Um, also, speaking of the podcast, it, well, it was not. He has Luke two home runs. Seven walks already. Did you see that? Seven. Yeah, I think that's what it was. What, is, Luke, what does Goldie have? Hold on, I gotta look this up. Hold on, give me one second because I believe that's what it was. All right. And it was something unbelievable. So hold on. Uh, Voight has seven walks. Yep. He has the league. Bats, 17 plate appearances and seven walks. He's hitting 200, but has a 529 OBP. <laughs> Go, you hear something even crazier than that? Goldie had four on the first game and only has five. Yeah. Hey, Goldie, nice shot. Nice job getting on base five times in the first game. Yeah. I mean, he, he's unbelievable. Um, Stephen Kwan, I think he needs a mention. I was going to say, that guy, let's, let's, let's keep going. Yeah, Stephen Kwan. That guy's on fire. And he hit a bases clearing triple today. So, yeah, so he has, so he is currently, for those of you not watching, uh, hitting 692. That's like, that, that 692 is like every time when I played in high school baseball, I, and I had, I hit pretty high my, my junior and senior year, but I would look and to see where I was because selfishly, I wanted to know where I ranked in the, in the area. And there was always some guy hitting like five or 600. And it was always somebody from Calhoun or Brussels or North Green or one of the private schools in St. Louis I'd never heard of. So that's what I think Stephen Kwan is like playing for Father McGivney. He's like one of those good players that plays against really bad players, so he just looks like a god. Exactly. And I'm and it was no shot at these guys, but I'm like, how do you hit six hundred in high school? Like how? I'm playing. Like, oh, he's facing fifty four every game. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah so he, he Unreal. I mean, six ninety two. He had a bad day today, and it was one hit and three RBIs, it seems like. I don't know. I, I mean, I a lot of guys were on this guy for Rookie of the Year. I personally had never heard of him. But, I mean, he's five foot nine, 170, and he's been 692 in the show, so I'm on board. And, you know, that, uh, Clayton, I, I guess I should talk to D a little bit today. And we need to have him on. We just have to figure out, with you being away to Champagne, how we have guests on, because we have yet to figure that out on this app. So we'll figure that out. But – we are switching over the summer, so we, we'll, we'll have some changes there. But um, it, it feels like with Quan and, and Rosario, like they have uh, two almost Jose Okendo type guys who I feel like they can plug and play wherever they need them to be. And that's those are valuable things to have if you're, especially when you have a mind like Terry Francona. 
And they're in a they're in a a century. I mean, a division with a lot of wins to be had. I know hey, the tires said, supposed to did be. Did he say ninety three to ninety five is what he like had projected? That's awesome. If that happens, hey, shout out! I I would love to go. D, if you're listening, or anyone else, if you're listening, I'd love to go to a Guardians game. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, I would too. I think their stadium. I've always thought their stadium was really cool with that big long left field wall. But um, yeah, I think there's a lot of wins to be had in that division. I think I get the Tigers. I think they could be solid, but I'm not I'm not sold on them yet. And I think the White Sox are going to be good, but they have Giolito's out now, so their rotation got thinner. Right. And Gr- Crochet's out, so their bullpen got a little thinner, still monstrous. But I think – I don't know. I think the Guardians could make some noise. They just need to go get a freaking bat. Also, I for see those of you wanting to buy – for those yeah, with well, Bradley Zimmer out too. For those of you wanting to buy a Guardian jersey, now you can buy the Jose Ramirez one because he signed the long-term deal. Shout out to him and shout out to the Guardians for that, by the way. Also, side note, this is a little bit more of a we, – we just – sorry, Dave. We just complimented your team. We're going to have to bring him down a little bit. Um, <laughs> Shane Bieber was using sticky stuff, 100% guaranteed, because he – this the sticky stuff was gone. His spin rate was down 400 RPMs on his car. I saw. So, and that was my pick, by the way, to win uh, AL Cy Young. That is, that is bad, bad. Like bad, yeah. bad, 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 bad. Yeah. And that's his best pitch. I'll, I mean, it was a cold day. I'll give him another start. We'll see. But that that's a warning sign. That's a red. It, it is definitely a red flag. Definitely red flag. Oh, you but know what? Yeah, Stephen Juan, shout out to him. I hope. Hey, I, I hope that Cle- that Cleveland team is relevant all year long, uh, especially with the low payroll. I mean, we've obviously had no problem blasting them, but with Rosario and Juan and Ramirez and a few of these other guys that are young, uh, I'm kind of intrigued to see how they do. And again, like you said, I don't think the. I don't think like last year the White Sox are going to run away with it. Minnesota's improved. I don't know what their pitching is going to end up looking like. Kansas City and Detroit are kind of in the both in the, that rebuild mode. Um, I'm intrigued to see what Kansas City does with Whitten Merrifield. Seems like everybody's talked about him getting traded and they kept hanging on to him. At this point, I, it almost feels like maybe he gets traded at the trade deadline. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they're in it. I, I could be wrong there too. But no, you know, I, I'm intrigued to see. But you're right. Stephen Kwan, great one. You want to keep rolling? I got a couple more here. All right, let's go. Um, first of all, just because you brought him up earlier when we were talking about uh, our new favorite Japanese pitcher, Roki Sasaki, Otani hit a ball out 119 miles per hour last night. <laughs> I, I don't even know how that's – I don't even know. Did you see it? Yeah, he broke the sound barrier, I think. <laughs> he hits the ball. When he hits a ball, it is a sound like – and I'm, I've, I've seen a lot. I've seen Albert hit some, some loud ones. There is not a sound in the history of baseball like when that dude barrels a baseball. It is it the, it's crazy. I don't know. I didn't look. Again, that's on me for not doing the research. I want to know how long it took to get out because I, I, I should have looked that up. Like, what was – it felt like it was a second and a half. He He's unreal, man. I don't – I think he's going to regress a tad bit. That's that's like unbelievable, honestly. Yeah, and like well, Stanton, the stat I gave earlier about Gallo was like 121 out of 132 balls hit from 112 to 113 miles per hour have gone out. This thing was 119. Can you imagine him hitting a ball on the ground like that to you? Tell our fans how Caleb Noble would catch that ball if we were sitting. It was in the right field bleachers. How do you catch that ball if you're sitting out there? I run the other way, probably. <laughs> so what happens if, if I have time to get out of the way? <laughs> No, it was slowed down. Did you see Nolan hit the hit all, the ball he hit yesterday? Hit a guy in the forehead. I did <laughs> at one oh seven. But um, yeah, I don't think I catch that ball. I'll try. Yeah. Probably break a hand, 
or two, but it might be worth it to say Shohei Otani broke my hand. But I, I mean, I don't, the dude, I don't even know what to say about the guy anymore. He is unreal. He's must watch TV every time. He may be, I'm going to make this statement right now. He may be the biggest superstar this sport has ever seen. I mean, in terms of impact and in terms of how good he is at everything. I don't know how you argue against it. And if he keeps it rolling, like I said, I don't know how you argue against it. But I, I just, I, I read that earlier. Or I guess I, I, heard, I heard it last night. 100 a night. That's unbelievable. That, that's fast, guys. That's really fast. He does have a minus 17. I don't think my car goes 119. No, your car definitely doesn't, especially after that girl hit it. Yeah. I don't, think, I don't think I can get up there. Our, but, our, okay. Our, and our, one that I want to talk about because – I'm on the Seattle Mariners train this year. I'm announcing right now. Um, you know, it feels like when you sign a Cy Young level caliber pitcher, it, you know, normally there's a buzz. There's, oh my gosh, they signed. It didn't feel that way when Robbie Ray signed with the Mariners. Because it it's like they kind of wrote him off. Ray. No one cares it's about not, Robbie Ray for some reason. I don't get it's it. Because, it's because it's such an outlier what he did last year that people are doubting him. But he went out there, quality start, pitched great. That was great to see. Because if yep. he can do that for the Mariners again, I mean, they're going to be. Dangerous Logan Gilbert had a good start. I mean, they could be really, really good. I think everything for Seattle, and I've watched two of their games now, is going to come down to their hitters. Like you've got, obviously, also shout out to JP Crawford for signing the extension there. I love for him. that. I love love to see them lock him up. I'm a big JP Crawford fan. Same. And you've got you've got Crawford, you've got Hanniger, you've got Kellenick, you've got J Rod, you've got these guys out there. Obviously, I'm forgetting multiple people here. Mitch um, Hanniger. Mitch, I said Hanniger. Kyle Lewis. Hi, France is a really underrated player. Hi, that guy France. is good. I mean, you've got you've got these guys out there, and it seems like they are the they're. It's almost like they're on an island. They might as well be in Hawaii because people forget about Seattle baseball. And guys, if you're not watching them, hey, they're fun to watch. I think I I think I looked at the Apple schedule, and I think they're going to be on Apple TV a few times this year. Uh, obviously, Caleb and I are lucky enough to have the MLB package, so we get to see everybody. But Shout out! Sorry, <coughs> playing the Twins, but they're losing. But that's all right. But Flexen not pitching real well. But oh my God, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's only oh hold on. <clears throat> to be fair, it's only one to nothing. <coughs> Sorry guys, I only saw one run. I apologize. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I like that Seattle. I actually I'm I'm really intrigued by that AL West this year. When you've got Otani and Trout and Rendon. And you've got Joe Adele, and you've got these guys out there who can rake. Uh, I love Max Stassi, like Stassi, Max Stassi. Um, you know, I'm intrigued to see what they do. Obviously, you've got Houston. I'd be honest. Verlander ranked number one today, even though Tampa Bay, the only undefeated team in baseball. But that's all right, Ben. We still love you. And then you've got Seattle. the Orioles. Come on. And then you've got Seattle, and you've got – who am I forgetting? Because no one cares about Oakland. Texas. Texas. I'm intrigued to see what Texas does, even though they were up 6 nothing quick on Toronto. And Toronto said, uh-uh-uh, not so fast. Oh, they gave up so many. And John Gray's now on the IL, so hope he gets back soon. Yeah. But um, I think I'm excited to see who gets second place. Yeah. The Houston's a wagon, and no one's catching that team. Yeah. That team, if Alex Bregman is good again, that team is going to be un- like untouchable. I'll take a good Alex Bregman over a good Carlos Correa. I'll, I'm saying it. And Jeremy Pena looks good. Jose Siri looks good. I mean, that team, they're just a factory for good baseball players. I don't know what's in the water down there. I'm done with the cheating stuff. They're just ridiculous. Also, I don't know how long it'll last, but Hunter Green, that was another one I got listed. Like, that was really cool to see him come out for his major league start. Goes five innings. 
Um, he wasn't great, but he wasn't not great either. Like, I, I mean, he only gave up, what, uh, two runs? Is that right? So, sorry, I went out and had a coughing fit for a second. I missed what you said. No, you're all right. But, yeah, uh, you know, Hunter, Hunter Green and seven Ks in five innings. That's what you're going to see. Cincinnati's not very good. But hold on. While, while I'm talking about that, I got to stick to Cincinnati for just a minute. Okay? Okay. And then I know where I know where you I know where you lie with this feeling, but I want to get this out first. Joey Votto might be my favorite. He's becoming one of my favorite athletes of all time. First mm-hmm. of all, if you don't, I am not on TikTok. All right. So <laughs> Joey Votto just joined Twitter this week. Thank God. That first of all, Twitter has never been better than when Joey Votto is a part of Twitter. But I do get to see his TikTok stuff on there. That man <laughs> is a national treasure. He may be my favorite human being in the world. That's that's like literally, and Cardinal fans for some obviously the the rivalry with the Reds, whatever they hate him. He is, I I love him. First of all, shout out to him. The stat here's my this is my stat outside of the 119 miles per hour bomb off Otani. This to me is might be the greatest stat that I've seen in baseball in a long, long time. Uh, Opening day, Joey Votto popped out to the pitcher. Mm-hmm. First time in 8,130 plate appearances. He's never popped out to the first baseman. He did it to the pitcher for the first time in 8,130 plate appearances. Is that not he, unbelievable? He's incredible. I mean, I, he's a Hall of Famer, and anyone who says yeah, otherwise. Okay. People that keep and, coming at me and trying to tell me that he's not a Hall of Famer, get out of here. No one's going to take your opinion seriously anymore. He's a Hall of Fame human, too. I walked out of Bush Stadium with him one time. Coolest experience I've ever had in my life. He's a large <laughs> man, and he's also super nice. He initiated the conversation, too. I yep. love Joey Votto. I'm a big fan. Absolutely love him. So if you're on Twitter, folks. And he's Canadian. Go, That's fun. Go, go, well, yeah. Remember when he's in St. Louis and he dressed up as a Mountie? That was fantastic. Yeah, he's awesome. But anyway, if you're on Twitter, go follow go follow Joey Votto. Is there a better – before we move on from Joey Votto, the, the Canadian trio of Larry Walker, Joey Votto, and Tyler O'Neill is pretty elite. I'm just that, that's, that's pretty solid. Do not forget Celine Dion and, you know – Okay, well, I'm sticking to baseball. Oh, okay. Fair. If we're going to go that way, I'll go with Dan Lambert. Share from Canada? I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's I think I made that up. But, okay, one more guy. One more guy because I love him, and I know you do too because we saw him in the minor leagues. Byron Buxton <laughs> is a top five player in baseball. Three um, home runs in a row. He had 101 more for fastball at the letters into the third deck. How, okay. do, how do you do that? Well, let's. Expl- I mean, do, would you like to explain our Byron Buxton like experience that we got? Because that's what it was. It wasn't a minor league baseball game. It was like we paid money, like a ride at Disney World. Only it was a Byron Buxton experience. Um, I think first at bat we saw he had a triple. He did. And then I think his second at bat he had a homer. He did. And then I think his third at bat he hit a single. He did. And then I think he hosed a guy with like maybe one oh five from the outfield. And then. <laughs> the best- the best I got a foul ball. Closing the guy at home plate. This was single A, so we're right outside of uh, double A in April. The best thing about him hosing the guy was the guy. It, it was like me running. Like the guy was halfway home on what looked <laughs> like he was going to score easily, and Bucks. It was like it was like the scene in Major League where you know they're like waving to Willie Mays to go ahead and get to the base. That's what it felt like. I think five to a player is a term that's thrown around a lot. People have called called Trout a five to a player. He's not anymore. He's like maybe three and a half, but his three and a half are incredible. Um, like Acuna is not a five-tool player. He can't. He's not a great defensive player. Byron Buxton is elite at every single part of baseball, every part. And hey, I Caleb, think you if, tell me. You tell me if ahead. this is good or not. All right. Okay. Go for Byron it. Buxton's last hundred three games, 
35 home runs, a 159 OPS plus, and 21 defensive runs saved. Uh, that, that's all right. I mean, I think – I honestly think – I mean, he's incredible, Dad. Like, he is absolutely remarkable. Agreed. Baseball. And we were so lucky to get to see him when – what was he maybe 20 when we saw him, 19? Oh, he was, nine, he was 18 or 19, I think. Yeah, because he was, he was young. single A. So I think he, he got drafted. He was one of those guys that got drafted really, really young. He might have been 17. Yeah, I don't know. He, I, I don't know. But it was that was one of the most impressive. And you and I have gotten, luckily, to see a lot of guys go on and play Major League Baseball at the minor Shout out State. Billy Hamilton. Yeah, Alex Kirilov, um, John Singleton. Um, uh, who's the pitcher that used to pitch for the, the – uh, We saw Astros. Tyler Rogers. Oh, my God. McHugh, Colin McHugh. Like, a lot of those guys we've gotten to see. Yeah, that's right, Tyler Rogers. Um, you know, we've gotten to see a lot of guys at the, the minor league level – and I, I've never – that was the most impressive display I've seen in a long time from anybody. Uh, he, he's – I'm trying to find his war from 2021, but I cannot find it. Hold on one second. It was something ridiculous in a crazy amount of games. Baseball reference will probably help you out there. Yeah. Okay, found it. Hold on. He had a six war in 61 games. <laughs> yeah, I just hope he – look. The guy plays – look, he reminds me a lot, and, and this isn't one of those things you're ever going to hear me say a lot, I may, ever. I don't know if I've ever compared a guy to him in my lifetime because he's my all-time favorite baseball player. But he reminds me of Griffey. He plays all out 100% of the time. And, and I know Bryce Harper does too. Like, but Bryce Harper is just a different type of player than Byron Buxton and Kate Griffey Jr. are. Also, both are center fielders. But they, and it sucks because imagine if Griffey didn't have the injuries he had because of the way he played. And you could say the exact same thing for Byron Buxton, who is still very young, by the way. Let's not forget that. Yeah, and you, you can say that, but then it makes them less special because they're not playing the way they play. So that's why, I mean, I, I, I love Byron Buxton. I really think. I, if he's healthy this whole year, he will win the MVP, I think, and if, he, if he stays healthy. Another team, go watch, man. Correa, Sano, Buxton. You, they, I mean, Kirilov, they've got some exciting Gary players. hit a grand slam yesterday. Who? Gary. Yeah. Gary Sant, they've got some exciting players um, on that team. And, you know, hey, I, I again, go watch some of these other teams if you're not. All right, I got a few yeah, more. Yeah, Seattle, Minnesota series is great. Got a few, a few more things, and then I'll, we'll get out of here. Uh, first of all, Helio R- Ramos, right? I probably butchered his name. But oh, shout out to him for getting the call up. That dude's a stud. Yeah, he's going to be really good. He's a young Giants prospect, another factory for baseball players, it seems like. So, I mean, we'll see. I, I mean, hopefully he comes up and provides a spark. Because that off, I don't like how that offense is looking without Posey. I really don't. I'm being honest. In Atlanta, in Atlanta, uh, they're saying Freddie who, right? The Matt Olson's incredible. He really is. I think they got a better player for longer and cheaper. I really do. Yeah, you've been saying, saying that. And, you know, again, Olson, like a pretty good start there. And uh, he said 500 start in, in Atlanta. But, again, very good defense. I, I'm a Freddie Freeman. I love Freddie Freeman. Also, a shout-out for the way that he handled the Iglesias stuff. Um, not that there's others who wouldn't have done that, but what he did, uh, as always, Freddie Freeman, class act. And if you haven't watched it, go to Twitter. It's also on our page, but go to Twitter and just check it out. Freddie Freeman, first of all, the older I get, the more I love guys who are great at what they do but are also classy human beings. Not that you have to be. I'm not saying that. I just greatly appreciate that. I, I appreciate the human factor in a game that is so damn competitive that I think you can lose sight of that. Yeah. Did you see, this is, 
Did you see the Acuna Freddie Freeman stuff that was going on? Because yeah, was, I'm not even getting involved with that. I'm, Apparently, he sat Acuna down and wiped his eye black off of his face. He did well. It's in the bylaws for the Braves. They said that you can't have it smeared down your face. Also, and I get it. He has to enforce that. Braves change that shit. I agree. Right. There you go. Acuna, best player. Again, we go back to like, your franchise. Let him do what he wants. Again, we go back to a lot of things in this country and in baseball and in sports. It's it's not how it's it's the law that the, or the rule. Like you're not. They said in Atlanta, you're not supposed to have your glasses over the A on the hat. So you're not supposed yeah. to put them up. That's why they always wear them in the back in Atlanta. Which looks kind of cool, by the way. But I'm sure Freddie was told to do these things by guys like Maddox, Smoltz, um, Chipper Jones, Andrew Jones. I'm Absolutely. sure those guys were telling him to do that. Um, there are better ways to handle it. I know Acuna said he regrets coming out, and I think they are. Maybe they weren't great friends, and I know that sucks if you're a Braves fan because you probably love both of them. But, I mean, some people just have work relationships. I mean, that can happen. But I, I love both the players personally. I just felt like, you know, maybe had to mention it a little bit. But, I mean, I loved what he did with Iglesias. Really cool moment after his dad died to get that hit. And for Freddie to do that, obviously, I mean, I don't know what else we'd expect. He's awesome. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Iglesias gets a hit. His dad had just died. He gets the first base. He's in tears. Freddie asks him what's wrong. Iglesias explains it to him, and, and Freeman puts his arm around him, gives him a nice little pat, does it two or three times. Um, just really, again, a human. Like, you know, something you don't have to. And I, I'm not, I don't want to, we're, we're a baseball for the most podcast, but, you know, coming off what Adam Schefter did on Sunday with, with RIP Dwayne Haskins, like, it was nice to see, like, be a human. I get your job. But let's be a human, and and I'm sort of quoting what I heard on McAfee today. So I, I don't I'm not taking credit for that. But you and I had this discussion when it happened, and it was sort of our same sentiment. Look, that's just, that can't happen. That should never happen. And I know I tweeted that when I saw it. it. Yeah, I tweeted that when I saw it. I mean, Rappaport, same job. He did it beautifully. So yep, um, that's all you have to say. Adam Schefter never really been a big fan of him. No, nope, and. And RIP Dwayne Haskins. That's so agreed. That's and that's I don't want to talk story. much about it, but that's no, all sports. Yep, me neither. Just two more things, and then if you've got something, we'll do those and we'll get out of here. Um, Vladdy, did you see the four hundred sixty-seven foot home run he hit? He's incredible. He he is incredible. <laughs> that dude, he he is his son's. I mean, his father's son. That's for sure. <laughs> he is remarkable. Remember last year, you and I said in the off season when he lost the thirty pounds. Watch out. Like watch out, and do better four hundred and double A. Do better four hundred and double A. He is, <laughs> he's incredible. He is so good. The power. Um, he he also breaks the sound barrier. Him and Otani both. Do you think? Last thing I've got, and then if you've got anything else, uh, that'll be great. And otherwise, we'll we'll get out of here. Uh, do you think this Mets Nationals thing goes all year? I hope not. I hope okay. that and the Brewers Cubs. I hope not. I, there's no place for being balls in baseball anymore. I get it if you're. If they're throwing tight and they continue to instantly hit you, send a message, protect your players. I get it. Do it right. Unlike what the Cubs did when they threw a slider to cut to get them comfortable and then busted them in. But um, I hope not. Um, I was the, My original take on it when I saw Lindor get hit in the face was, okay, it's a young Nationals team. Can't happen. But I get it. And then I saw Steve Ciszek on the mound. So <laughs> it's not a young guy that hit him. Right. So that's not okay. You cannot hit two superstars in the face in one day. And I don't want Juan Soto to get hit in the wrist, but if he did, I'd get it. You can't – You just can't, there's no place for it. If you can't throw inside, don't. That's how I see it. If uh, you control inside pitches, don't throw them inside. Just to give you what I thought was interesting today, Gary Sheffield was on uh, Matt Vasgersian's new show. Um, 
And he said, in his opinion, again, this is one man, obviously Gary Sheffield, first of all, should be in the Hall of Fame. Totally different story, but we won't get into that right now. But Gary Sheffield said, in his eyes, you know, obviously former, I mean, won a World Series with the Mets, and or I mean, played in the World Marlins. Series with the Mets. Sorry. He won with the Marlins. Mets, but um, won one with the Marlins. But either way, he said, look to him, like, first of all, both pitches not even close to purpose. And he felt like Lindor and Alonzo both leaning in, like moving in when the pitch is thrown. So he's like, yeah, it looks bad when you see them get hit in the face. But he said, in my opinion, again, this is one man, this is Gary Sheffield, saying he didn't see any malice. He didn't think any of it was on purpose. He didn't even think they were bad pitches. So, that again, that's coming from one of the greatest. Well, they were bad. That, I mean, they were bad pitches. That's just I, a stupid day. I'm only, I'm but, only relaying. But, uh, I mean, I they know they weren't on purpose. No one normally hits guys in the head on purpose. But that's not right. I don't really care. Don't hit guys in the head. It shouldn't happen in baseball. Right. If you can't throw inside, don't. That's how I see it. Hey, great first weekend. Great first weekend yeah. in baseball. First of all, it's awesome to have baseball back. Anything else you want to add heading forward besides big week for the Cardinals with the Royals and then obviously four at Milwaukee? Uh, I don't know. I don't have much to say. It's been, it was a really good weekend of baseball. I'm just happy it's back. I'm so glad to be able to turn my TV on and be able to watch baseball. That's all I care about right now. And almost from like – Especially in this first week, it's almost from 11 a.m. till midnight. Yeah, all these day games are weird. I don't know if this is normal. I don't. I feel like it's not that as many day games in um April, like at school time. I feel like that's not a normal thing. Am I? Yeah. Well, I wonder if obviously you had the weekend. It start normally opening day usually starts on Sunday night. Baseball kicks off there, and then you have the other teams play Monday or Tuesday. So you have the day game there, and then an off day or whatever. But with it being on the weekend, obviously, you're always going to have Saturday and Sunday day games. And then Monday was one of those weird where you had some four-game sets, so they're going to play day games. I think it was just an odd scheduling time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think so, too. I think they had to add some games in, do some manipulation, because they lost in two weeks that they lost. But, but I'm all for day baseball. I love it. I love to watch it. Um, I'm a big fan of, of the sun being out and everything else. I, I, pref- I prefer day baseball over night baseball. And I don't. Yeah, I, do I get it. And a lot of people don't. But I love day games. So... You know, but again, for those of you who are paying close attention to the Cardinals, keep it up. I think we're in for I think we're in for a very fun season. I think we're in for a very successful season. Uh, I am I am excited to see how we do against Milwaukee. I I just don't I I'm just not a Milwaukee believer. I said that all year though. However, last year and they did win the division. So uh, last time we played them in a four game set, we swept them. I know. Saying. I'm just saying. So, so I mean, I, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good series. I'm I'm looking forward to that series, and I'm a little bit nervous. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm so ready. We are. I'm so excited to have it back. Like you said, obviously, college basketball ends. We got the NFL draft coming up in, I think, less than three weeks, right? Um, two and a half. I know it's baseball season. Yeah. So I, yeah, I love the NFL draft. So I'm a fan of that. WNBA draft. Don't want to forget that. That was a nice shout out to Jawan Howard's daughter, who went number one overall. That's pretty cool. Uh, even though we don't like Michigan, Muckfish again. But we, either way, pretty always cool when somebody achieves their dream and it's the number one pick in whatever league they play in. That's awesome. So Just don't slap anyone. <laughs> right. Uh, and before you know it, before you know it, we're going to have the June draft um, for Major League Baseball. Let's not rush this season along. Okay? <laughs> no, I'm enjoying I'm, it where it's at. I'm just telling you. I'm, I'm enjoying I'm, the Cardinals while they're playing, while they're on top, okay? Yes. I don't, even also, if it lasts for one day. Go watch some of these other teams. Go watch some West Coast baseball. It's, it's fun baseball. It's one of those things that I feel like doesn't get enough love in the baseball community, and that's obviously because of the Midwest and the East Coast bias. 
Not, I, I don't even like. It's radio. also baseball's fault. They don't televise them enough. It I is, think. it is, but or they're on very late, um, which is tough. Shout out to Apple for having two games on Friday nights. If you have Apple TV, you don't even have to have the paid subscription. You can have the free subscription and watch them. So that's which is cool. cool. Yeah. yeah, which is cool. Yep. All right, All right I'm good. Out, or you got some homework to do? You need to go get that study and done. Uh, look, we're not sending you to Champagne for you just to go up there and talk baseball and party. Oh, well, I actually don't have any homework, and I am going to party. So. <laughs> 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 all right well be safe out there have fun anything else you got no i'm good all right guys hey once again as always we, we really appreciate your time uh look if you haven't yet follow us on all of our socials obviously we're on facebook we've been putting out a lot of content so for those of you who are like what what the what the hell is going on why is all this that yeah, it's baseball season right we we, we want to be primarily a baseball podcast we can't do that without you guys the listeners and the fans We've loved the interaction that's been going on on Facebook. Find us on there, uh, the More You Noble, obviously, sports podcast. On Twitter, you can find us at more underscore noble. And obviously, you can find Caleb, who puts out a ton of content all throughout the day, at Caleb Noble 8. Zero 08. Zero 08. At Caleb Noble 08 on Twitter. We'd love to have you join us. If you're on there, give us, uh, give us a follow, give us a listen. Uh, whatever you're listening to us at, you don't, even have to, you don't even have to subscribe. If you could just give us a five-star review, that helps us up out and pushes us up a little bit. And, uh, you know, we're really out here trying to, to get as many people on board as we can. We have a lot. Of, I know we've been saying this, but we do have a lot of things that I think are going to be really cool heading your way uh, starting in May. we got to get Caleb back here, and we can set up everything. we got the home home office set up, the home studio set up. So we got some cool stuff, I think, headed your way. Uh, some really cool guests that I think you guys are really going to like that are also going to add to not just the two of us do- dorks on here talking baseball all day. So, again, we can't thank you enough. Again, out there, stay safe, take care of each other. We appreciate you all. Cheers. The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know. Noble.